Club. It's a book club episode. This is one of our bonus episodes where we are going to be talking with a fantastic children's author, Matt Oldfield. Yes, and we are so excited about that. Before we introduce Matt Oldfield, though, I do want to mention that uh, we do have the Funny Parents Live show. We mentioned it in the last episode. It is coming October 17th at 5 p.m. I'm the detail person in case that's not clear in our relationship. October 17th. 5 p.m. here in New York City in Astoria, Queens at QED Astoria. It is free. Yes, it completely is a free. Free event because we got a grant from City Artist Corps to bring our performance into families and sort of celebrate the fact that here we are. It is awesome. Uh, our I, lineup of storytellers is epic. Yes. Amazing storytellers. Ophira Eisenberg. Repeat storytellers who you know, Kate James, Kate Tellers are coming. Kate James's spouse is coming. Yes, Steve Waltine, also known as Steve Waltine. Yes. And Mike Brum, who, boy, goes back with us a long way to creating fake Star Wars props out of uh, garbage cans. And, and oh boy. he's a writer for Colbert. Oh, yes. And he's a writer for Colbert. Yes. <laughs> Waltine has worked with uh, our buddy Jordan Klepper. Yes, and and writes on Colbert, Colbert as, as well. well. They both just, did they win an Emmy? Oh, okay. Yes. All so that stuff. It's going to be an amazing live show. Come on out October 17th, 5 p.m. We would love to meet you. Yeah. Grab some parent friends. We're calling it a parent's late afternoon out. Come celebrate that hopefully our kids are all back in school and you're not quarantined or anything like that. Exactly. And uh, we are excited. And we do plan on having it outside and... Being at a venue in New York City, it is uh, vaccinated, uh, vaccinated only, I guess, is the rule. And uh, and so safety should be high. And yeah, we can't wait to see you. And let us introduce this interview, because this is this was a real get for us. This is exciting. Yeah. 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 some years ago, uh, we had an eight-year-old, seven-year-old, eight-year-old, something like that, who was really just didn't want to bridge from books with a lot of pictures to books with a lot of paragraphs. And uh, and we just happened to find this book about his favorite soccer star. And it just hit his sweet spot in terms of interest, in terms of uh, the words and the sentence length and paragraph length. And the next thing you know, he was reading that. And there was a series. And we started reading books about soccer stars, and it really bridged the gap and got him interested in reading. And so we were so excited that Matt Oldfield, who we're just about to introduce, uh, was releasing a new book, Unbelievable Football 2, now targeted to about the 11-year-old mm-hmm. age age range. But it has a very strong social justice theme in the way that... Yeah. Uh, soccer players and athletes are using their platforms to incite change in the world. It's it's very exciting. And I will say one of the things that I loved talking to Matt Oldfield about outside of the fact that he got our guy to actually read books with, that were, yeah, exactly. were dominant and not graphic novels, that he shares a little bit of why he combines his passion with what he is serving for kids in his writing and yeah. that to me is it's beautiful he's really using his love of the game to get kids to read and mm-hmm. enjoy story and the journey yeah 
and to look in a way past sports uh, into what can I do, you know? And so, uh, so sit back, enjoy this talk with Matt Oldfield. That said, so then we're, we're looking for something. We, we find this book on, you know, the big book buying website <laughs> that we don't necessarily have to mention on the podcast. <laughs> and, uh, we don't need the one. And, <laughs> and it just lines up with, you know, a, 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 a great read for him, a great challenge. And also, and, and this is a, a great way to present for not all of our listeners know Luka Modric's uh, past, but a very, you know, challenging upbringing uh, yeah. during, you know, growing up as, as Yugoslavia is falling apart and losing his grandfather uh, to violence. You have an ability to put that into, to, to write about that in a way that somehow feels palatable or felt palatable to our then what eight, nine year old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I was really curious about how you go about that, uh, addressing serious subjects for young audiences. Yeah. That, well, thank you. That's, um, I have to admit in, in all of the ultimate football heroes books, I think that was the one where I had to do the most sort of history lesson learning first before I even started writing it. Because to be honest, it's, I don't know, like growing up here, it, the history of Yugoslavia and the, and the war, and it's just not something that you really know that much about. Um, so it's actually really fascinating for me getting into that. Um, so I guess, yeah, it's it's kind of doing the the research in the first place and trying to trying to get my head around this history. Um, but then, yeah, trying to turn that into something that that is palatable. And actually, I think probably the thing that really helped me was having because unless I've got my timelines totally wrong, I reckon I'd written yeah. Unbelievable Football 1 before writing the Modric book. So I, oh, I actually wow. had a bit of a history. Well, sorry, I had, had, I had some experience of writing that kind of historical story and doing exactly that, trying to make it um, truthful, but not too gory and depressing. Right. Um, for that younger audience. So yeah, in the first book, in the first unbelievable football book, there were quite a few stories about war and, and, you know, kind of atrocities and it's not always the easiest thing to write about. And I I was quite lucky at that with, um, with that book, I had a kind of what we would now, I guess, call a a sensitivity reader. So someone who actually goes through Mm. the text looking for, you know, okay, is that appropriate for the age range? Is that, you know, and then they actually, I was able to then kind of see their comments, which really helped actually. Because yeah, yeah, as much as I, having written for this for this age for quite a while, as much as I feel like I know, I know what I'm writing to. It, it really helps to have that kind of backed up, but also for them to show me a few things that that did need a, a bit of changing. Um, so I think I, unless I've totally got my timeline wrong. I think I'd already done that, which definitely helped when it came to them writing the um, the first few chapters of that Modric book. Um, yeah, because yeah, it, it could. I mean, it's a really quite harrowing, tragic start to life, um, right. right? Which yeah, and and quite different to a lot of the the ultimate football heroes, really, because you know quite mm. a lot of them. Um, I don't know. I guess uh, poverty is quite a, a common theme for yes. sure. Sure, but um, but the, the kind of tragedy on top of that is kind of. Yeah. Wow. It was, um, yeah, it was quite, 
quite the challenge. But um, but yeah, I also, you know, I guess with with that series, you there's always the chance that you could kind of skip over it and and ignore it. But I was quite keen to to explore it because I, I, I with those books, I'm always trying to to kind of create a character and to to find a sort of a unique character and voice for these players because I think it's so easy to kind of think that all footballers are just kind of the same right, <laughs> you know, right. these kind of slightly brain dead um <laughs> robot machines that are all about football um and so like these things I, I find these little um bits of information that I gather up like it's so important for then trying to make sure that each of these books doesn't sound exactly the same <laughs> sure um, so yeah so that's yeah well I'm glad I'm glad it works I, I yeah I I don't have any particular tips on how to do it, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was a challenge. Well, it's really interesting. And and I'm so glad uh, you brought up unbelievable football uh, as well, because a, uh, uh, your new book, unbelievable football Two just came out. I'm not even sure if it's available in the U S yet. Although I, I think we can sneak in through the back door of uh, some English yeah. sites and, and yeah. get it to us. I'm sure you can. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- that said, yeah, you you deal with a lot of, and, and it does feel like a book for a slightly older kid. Um, actually, again, it sort of lines up. Our son's going into fifth grade now. Uh, okay, US, that's, yeah, which is, that's, um, yeah, that's kind of the perfect age. Yeah, I, I think it, it, it's kind of um, it, it probably is aimed, aimed at a slightly older age group because mm-hmm. it is, especially with unbelievable football too. We wanted it to kind of be a book that that could be kind of read, but then actually inspire kids to action. And so, you know, I think yeah. you do have to be of a certain age for <laughs> to be in a position to take action um, in terms of, you know, making your contribution to trying to change the world and be a good person and all that. So, yeah, I think, I think it probably is aimed at, I, I always, I think of it as kind of a, I guess about a 10, 11 is, yeah. is kind of the, the ideal age for it really. Yeah. Which is precisely his age yeah yeah and what i loved is like just looking through the preview that we were looking at yesterday you make each at the end of every story you have sort of an action item yeah yeah for every kid can you tell or, us a little bit about um how that came to be yes yeah, so, so, having, so having written the first book and and uh, that one did did pretty well um so we were and so I was like, lucky enough to be able to do a second one and we were thinking about what to do with it and whether it was just going to be more of the same in terms of just these kind of unbelievable but true football mm-hmm. stories that kids probably haven't heard of um, and so we kind of wanted to do that but then with COVID and a lot of these footballers doing amazing things mm-hmm. like Marcus Rashford over here yes. um Raheem yeah. Sterling, like so many of these amazing English footballers were really kind of changing the image of footballers and what footballers could do, that we actually decided that rather than making it just a complete like, you know, second, just doing the same thing, exactly the same again, we thought we'd put a little bit of a kind of spin on it and just make it a little bit more kind of positive and inspiring. Mm. And I think it's, it's the kind of book that kids kind of need right now, I think. And, then, and also just... everywhere they're being encouraged and inspired by the you know the efforts that not just footballers or sports people but everyone you know society as a whole that people are doing amazing things and and they're being inspired by that 
Um, so yeah, it's just trying to kind of tell these stories that will hopefully get that inspiration going. And then at the end of each of these sections, so there's a whole section on, on charity, there's one on yeah. kind of protests. So whether it's um, discrimination in terms of uh, poverty, whether it's about racism, gender, whatever it is, um, there's a section about the environment, war, yeah. all kinds of stuff. And it's just about having read these amazing stories and hopefully been inspired by them. Then it's kind of the small steps that even, you know, a 10 year old kid could take just you know not we're not talking like world changing in the big sense but just in the small sense just little things that you could do to 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 play your part basically um and so that each section ends with four or five of these little kind of tips of things that you know you could do on a local on a local level and that's how change happens though yeah yeah I really do that. And I love how humble you are. You're like, my first book, the first <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> football did well. Yeah, it was 2020's children's sports book of the year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did pretty well. It did pretty- <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm English, you know? I <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I can't say it myself. It's I, can't, I can't sort of enjoy my success it's it's not allowed <laughs> yeah we're irish so we're we're a little uh, well yeah we're i obviously irish american um, okay yes yes so and and you will catch us uh and i'm not even gonna apologize you will catch us saying soccer um yeah no that's fine again um, tom, and again tom tom my brother is actually lives in canada and mm-hmm. so he, he writes the ultimate football hero series with me right um, yeah so he um he married a Canadian and so yeah he's I mean his his accent is like somewhere in between it's a very weird um, <laughs> kind of hybrid of so his wife his wife is uh, is French Canadian slash Italian Canadian wow so there's that plus English and it's just a very odd accent but obviously all the kids <laughs> his kids are just yeah my nephews are yeah. very much soccer um, yeah so that's yeah the other thing though is raising a pair of brothers ourselves we were very curious we, we you know we noted that you wrote uh you write a lot of books with your brother and we, we were curious about yeah working with your brother as an adult and how that goes <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i think i think it, it could go a number of ways but um <laughs> <laughs> We, I think we, we, yeah. I mean, I guess we have our parents to thank for this, but we we get on really, really well, and uh, yeah, pretty much always have done. I think, I, I think probably, yeah, playing football when we were young was probably about as kind of mm. fighty as we got. Um, but yeah, since then, um, so it basically, it start the us writing together started because it. I mean, I sort of owe my career to Tom really, um, because well, he well. he is a sports journalist um, originally. And so he'd, he'd done all of the qualifications in England and he was kind of writing for newspapers and stuff like that. And then this publisher came along and asked him to do some uh, football books, but for adults rather than kids. And so he did a few of these um, and I was kind of helping him out every now and again. But at mm-hmm. the time I was at university and then suddenly they came to him one day and said, oh, we actually we thought what we might do is write these football biographies, but for kids rather than adults. We think this might, you know. We'll just do a few of these and see if it catches on. Would you wow. like to do it? And so Tom Tom was doing other stuff at the time as well. So he loved the idea, wanted to do it, but didn't think he could, because I think they wanted us to do three 
together in quite a short wow. period of time. So uh-huh. he was. He said, you know, oh, I'd love to do it, but is it okay if my brother does it, you know, helps me out with this and we do it together? And they, they're like, yeah, that sounds great. I mean, I guess from a kind of PR <laughs> angle, it's really nice to have these kind of brothers working on it together. Um, and so that's where we started. So we did three of them in, I think they came out in 2015. And at the time we were just like, oh, this has been so much fun, but yeah, who knows what, what if this will ever come to anything. Right. Um, right. And we kind of, yeah, just enjoyed it. And then um, those those three have turned, I think we're on like 55 now or something like that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been, um, and that, yeah, that's only in like six years or whatever. So, yeah, uh, it's, um, it's been pretty full on. That's amazing. I, <laughs> I, I didn't, I knew there were an awful lot. And I mean, we've got a stack oh, yeah, nearly got- a foot tall of ultimate, ultimate <laughs> fear. Actually, I, I think we have like 22, 23 at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they, they they keep the pile keeps growing to the point where I I, I don't even have I I think I only have copies of about a third of them. In my house. <laughs> I just can't I can't keep up with it, and like I I do a lot of um, school uh, visits in mm-hmm. in the UK, and you know sometimes I'll do book sales afterwards, but it's now yeah. got to the stage where. You know, I I've stopped kind of telling schools what I'm going to bring because I all I'm I'm just going to bring a box and I'm sure. sorry if, if that player that you didn't want's not in here, but I just right. can't right. can't keep them all. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that's amazing. And and as you're saying this, and we're talking about the player that you want, uh, we have he may not be the world's biggest Harry Kane fan. Um, sticking his hand out from under the door uh, to come in. And so maybe it's a good time. Yeah, let me get them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Please do. Yeah. Hi, Colin. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing? Good. (laughs) Good. I'm a rap fan right now. Yeah. I hear you're a Hurricane fan. Yes. Yeah. Good. Does that mean you support England as well? Yeah. Over it America. Does. Yeah. This is this really? is an issue, and I think it's wow. it, it has a lot to do with our failure to qualify for the last World Cup because uh, he had to find someone to root for, and then yeah, there he is. Really. There he is, rooting rooting for uh, rooting for England. Yeah. That, that said, Colin, did you you had a question for Matt? Yeah. Yeah. Can you do like? Some of the soccer books, but future stars. Oh, future stars. Ooh, nice. Owen Holland. Oh, you know what? I just saw last night he has a Holland book. Yeah, there's one there's one on the way. So um Yeah. yeah, My brother my brother Tom wrote that one. But um, it's good. I've read it. (laughs) We we always read read each other's books. So Um, yeah, I can I can confirm that that one's on its way. Um who else would you like in the term in terms of future? Maybe Jaden Sancho, Gabriel Martinelli. Whoa, I like I like your thinking. Um, Jaden Sancho, we are doing, and that mm. is coming out next year. So it will be like maybe February next year. In well, certainly in the UK anyway. I don't know how how much mm-hmm. later they come to you guys, but um, yeah. So that one's coming. Um, Martinelli. Okay, all right. I can. I, I'll definitely add that one to the list for sure. Oh. And maybe a bombing. Oh, okay. okay. That that one is out. That oh, one. Yeah, um, I think it that, is. That one we'll is, get it for you. 
<laughs> Sorry, I feel like the pressure's on now. Now that you've said that, you have to do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, thank you. Thank. Hello. Hey, Tom. How you doing? Good. I'm so impressed that you're a Modric fan. I've been saying to your dad that it's uh, you've picked a seriously good player there. <laughs> it's all because of the 2018 World Cup. Okay, yeah, he was pretty amazing at that tournament, yeah. yeah I mean, oh, he's amazing anyway, but yeah. yeah. Although you yeah, must yeah. have mixed feelings about that, Matt. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah but, <laughs> I don't know. I can, I can appreciate, you know, real quality footballers. So uh, Modric, I, I can, yeah, I can forgive him for that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay, my question is, what is, what has been your favorite s- soccer book about a player that you have written? Ooh, good question. Uh, oh. I mean, Modric, uh, Modric was really was really interesting um, to write. Um, I learned a lot um, from writing that book. Um, I'm going to say uh, Sadio Mane, mm. the, the Liverpool striker. So, I mean, partly because so I'm a massive Southampton fan because um, we're from Southampton, Tom and I. Um, so he and he used to play for Southampton, so that kind of helps. But um, also, um, his his life story is just really, really interesting. Um, it's a proper kind of, you know, hard, tough upbringing to this kind of. So it's so hard that he, in the end, he just ran away from home when he was young. Not that I'm recommending this to you, by the way. Um, but he um, he ran away from home um, because his his family didn't want him to play football. Um, he ran away to the capital city uh, without any football kit, but managed to turn up at these trials and, and you know without any of the flashy kit or anything. I can't remember if he had boots, but he you know right. he was so good that he that he managed to impress that team, and then he managed to go all the way to Europe, and then to Saints, and then to Liverpool. And he just seems like a really good guy as well. He does a lot of um, charity. Yeah, he gives a lot back to his his village in Senegal. And yeah, he just seems like a really good guy. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. I saw when I was watching the Premier League, I think, earlier mm-hmm. this week, um, uh, that he recently just donated $500,000 wow. to charity yeah. back wow. home. Yeah, that sounds, that's, yeah, that's a good guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he started a hospital. He's starting a hospital. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's uh, yeah. So, so I'd go for him. But yeah, the, I, I find that the ones that are most interesting to write are the ones that have the most interesting life stories, which mm. I, can, I guess makes sense. Um, yeah. So yeah, there are lots of those, lots of those ones. But Modric was great too. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much. I no, really no, enjoy I, your series. <laughs> I'm so glad. It's great to speak to you. You too. Keep reading. Thank you so much, Matt, for for sharing uh, for sharing some time with them, and nice. and and that leads us actually to another question that we had. I, I guess you you discussed a little bit about like how you got into writing, you know, your first series uh, with your brother Tom. Thing is, what is it about soccer or football? I don't know. I mean, I think obviously in the first place, it's kind of the sport I guess I, I grew up loving. And so I, I suppose it helps that I have that kind of passion in the first place. So I guess, you know, the two, it, it, writing these books kind of combines my 
two of my favorite things which are football and writing so so mm. that that kind of passion and knowledge certainly helped in terms of of me writing um these books but i think in terms of football it's i mean it it comes down to it just being the world's most popular sport i think mm. so much of it is the power that comes with that you know i think it it's power that can be used for you know bad for evil for greed and all that mm. but it's yeah. also power that can really be used for good um and yeah i think <laughs> there's so much you know you talk about fifa and uefa and these big o- evil organizations yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly um but i guess what what i'm always trying to look at is the other side the good side of things and and the the amazing things that you know the positive impact that football can have simply because of its power and popularity mm-hmm. um and, and in so many communities all over the world it's it's yeah if you can capture that and and use it in the right way that that enthusiasm and that that excitement then then yeah it's amazing what can be done yeah what always strikes me about the books is it's really yes it's about soccer and it's about uh the the world's game but it the, your books are about the humanity of it mm. yeah absolutely i mean i think that unbelievable too uh, football too is probably the least football-y book i've ever written right. um uh, sort of, I was, I was, I was reading through some of it uh, yesterday, and there, there are a whole section. For example, there's a whole section on the environment and, and climate change and the planet, and, and there's a whole first kind of three pages of this section before we even mention the word football. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so the whole book has got this. Um, I hope, yeah, obviously, football is the thing that that unites it all and brings it all together. But yeah, it's it's a book that. I don't know. It, it, I'm hoping that it's obviously it it helps if you're a football fan in the first place. But I do think it's probably a book that, as you say, is about humanity. It's about just good people doing good things, mm-hmm. and and hopefully it's one that maybe will appeal to to people who aren't that interested in football in the first place. But you know, yeah. it's just a kind of gateway to other stuff. Agreed, because I, I do feel like you know, and I know you have a very a baby baby in the house. Yeah, I do. You can probably can you hear him? I Maybe cannot. Not. I cannot. Oh, he he came in halfway through. <laughs> 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 I decided to do this downstairs because um, my partner and and baby were were out, but they've come back. Um, <laughs> and I, they sort of crept into the house. I feel bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome to parenthood. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now it's funny because you, you have this 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 beautiful baby and you know you see the world differently after you become a parent yeah and you want the world to change fast enough yeah for your child to do this and i do feel uh many of kids and our kids go to a very social justice themed sort of hippy dippy school uh (laughs) so it's it's funny because to me this book is exactly the kind of book that I think so many schools could use mm. to yeah, absolutely. really open up the globe and how people are making difference in so many pockets of the world. Yeah. 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 I think there are so many kind of topics that, that are covered within the book that I do think, you know, it's a, it, I don't know if you've got football mad kids and you're looking to teach the environment, for example, like yeah. it's, it is a great way of being able to introduce the topic or, you know, if you're talking about kind of history, there are stories in there that yeah. could maybe help you, you yeah. know, a first step into, I don't know, looking at, 
you know, the Iraq war or, you know, things, <laughs> things that obviously need proper books and, and lots more research as well. But it's a way into these topics that can be quite difficult um, yeah. at times. Well, it's funny. It's one, one thing we noticed as the boys got deeper and deeper, got a bigger and bigger interest in the game. Uh, they started recognizing any country's flag, you know, um, and, and and generally their sense of geography seems to be, well, certainly way better than ours was at, at that age. Um, and let me ask you, if you have a favorite story from Unbelievable Football 2, uh, or yeah, a, a favorite uh, portion that uh, you really, really enjoyed finding out about or writing, what is it? Um, that's a good question um i really um so within the environment section that was probably the Mm -hmm. one that that took me the longest time to to get into because finding the stories in the first place it's kind of i feel like football and the environment is quite a new topic um really you know in terms of football clubs taking any interest whatsoever in in the planet it's quite it's only really it's only really happening right now so that one was quite hard so there's a chapter about a team called forest green rovers um who are here in england um who are like the green the the greenest football team the world has ever seen and they've got amazing (laughs) things like solar powered um robot lawnmowers and (gasps) all kinds of crazy stuff like that so that one was really fun um (laughs) But I think if I if I had to pick one, one that really kind of stood out in terms of because as a kind of football fan for a long time now, I like to think that I know a fair amount about the game, and so like the, but so when when a story comes along and I am genuinely thinking, wow, how, how have I never heard of this? That that's always quite a nice moment. And there yeah. was one um, uh, which it's about a, a Scottish female footballer called Rose Riley. Um, right. in the book, in the book, it's it, the title is the skillful Scot who kicked down barriers. But it's this amazing story of a girl who grew up in, in Scotland um, at a time when women's football was was banned um, in the UK um, to the point where she actually moved to Italy to play for a, a, a team in Italy. But then she was so good and they loved her so much that they actually, uh, she got residency and she was able to, she was invited to then play for the, the Italian team in the, one of the first ever women's world cups and she became the star of this tournament um and and uh, you know obviously within uh, within women's football in italy in particular but throughout the world she is like a really really famous person and yeah. obviously she's still the only scottish person to ever win the world cup so um yeah that, that one was that one <laughs> that one was a story that totally um yeah blew me away really because i just uh, especially I so saw I lived for seven years in Scotland when I was younger um and so that so how I'd never heard of this story yeah. or why you know why it wasn't more famous than it than it was I just couldn't I couldn't believe it so um wow. yeah that that would I think that would be my favorite one thing I haven't noticed in your catalog of books is an American player <laughs> yeah that's this is true yeah or I, even um, a North American player um you know, mm. I mean, now you've got Alfonso Davies, which is a, a wonderful I, yeah, story. Yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping. I, I reckon he will. I, I don't think it'll be too long before he, he gets added to the to the Ultimate Football Heroes. Uh. He's brilliant. Um, he's absolutely brilliant. I love him. Um, I did, for a different book, mm-hmm. I'm really making excuses for myself here. Um, <laughs> As you're talking to <laughs> Americans, I get you. Yeah. 
for um i've written another book with someone else called play like your football heroes which Mm -hmm. sounds title wise like a lot of my other books but um it's all about um kind of using uh the stories of of football of you know our football heroes to kind of um work out um ways to become better footballers yourself so it's kind of using tips from about training about lifestyle about all kinds of stuff Mm -hmm. and and playing as well but there is a section in there on christian pudisic okay so um yeah there's your american for you all right (laughs) he's like look i already did it yeah there's a there's a section um i must admit that's mostly based in germany um and it's all about the the robot football machine that borussia dortmund has there's not a whole lot of america in there but i think it's full of Philadelphia is definitely mentioned. Uh, oh, okay. Well, well, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna say, uh, <laughs> if I, if a book comes out about an American player, there are a lot of good stories there. Yeah, I, I, I know at least one copy that'll be sold. <laughs> we'll even buy two. We'll buy, we'll buy one for each of the boys. Oh wow. Okay. Right. That's. Uh, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> oh man. Awesome. Oh. Matt, thank you so, so much for coming on our podcast and, and for all your thoughts and stories. And wow, what a pleasure it is to, to meet you and talk with you. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's, it's brilliant to doing an American podcast. I feel, I feel famous now. <laughs> Wait, I have to ask a super important question. Yeah. Who's your team? Oh, Southampton. Uh, it's, it's Southampton. It is Southampton. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Southampton. So Tom, my brother, is a is a Manchester United fan, um, and my dad, my dad is a Manchester United fan as no. well. Um, his, to be fair to him, his family is is from Manchester. So okay. my dad kind of has excuses, and I suppose Tom kind of does as well. Um, yeah. But he also grew up in the days when Manchester United were really, really good. So um, definitely a glory hunter. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> Yeah. I I stayed I stayed loyal to my, to our local club and and still do. It's funny because uh, I stay loyal to Norwich. Uh, yeah, because for, that same oh, thing. Oh, because that's your local club. Well, it's not my local club, <laughs> but it's my like I. That's a team. Mm-hmm. Like they're striving. I love Pukey. Like yeah, I just they're a great team. They at are. The moment. I, I um yeah I don't. I, I mean, it's not a great start to the no, season, it's but been yeah. Rough. Well, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's tough. It's been a little rough. Um, it's, a tough, it's a tough lineup to start with. I will yeah, say, exactly. yeah, with your Manchester United uh, family, um, a, a really unique moment as a parent is when you your kid is reading, he's grabbing a book on his own, he's reading on his own, and uh, you don't have to ask him to do it, and then and then he pauses and he comes to you and he says. Dad, what are the Spice Girls? Yes. <laughs> that was, yes. And, and then you, you that, pull was up. Was that the Beckham book? Yes. Yeah, of course. Oh, of yeah. Course. yeah. Lots of talks yeah. about pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. That's so good. <laughs> well, we had to show him. Well, yeah. So you pull up and he watches like oh. 45 seconds of that video and he's terrified. He's literally... <laughs> What is this? Why did David Beckham get connected with this? Wow, it was a strange point in time, wasn't it? Yeah, yes. it was. Yeah. It was. Uh, yeah. Oh, and we look back and we're like, oh, we were really into this. 
Wow. Well, no. yeah. Were we into this? I was. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. <was>. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I wasn't against it necessarily. Uh, oh, okay. Um, oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Please keep writing these books because they yeah. are. Oh, don't worry. We will. We will. <laughs> You're like, yes, yes, there's more coming. There are, there are lots and lots more to come. Oh, that's, oh, that's amazing. Great. Oh, thank you. And if you couldn't hear it, there was so much excitement and joy from our boys who actually got to speak to yeah. this amazing author. And I felt like it went both ways. He it seemed that was yeah. really excited to talk to kids. It seems like he legitimately enjoys uh, talking to kids, which is good. I, I guess he has a good profession. Yes. <laughs> perfectly synchronized. Yeah. And uh, and so if you, like us, have a kid who loves soccer or, I mean, sports, sports. in general. Yeah. And, uh, and another great thing about, about his books is you get to learn about so many different parts of the world and so many things uh, going on uh, through a sports lens, which is very cool. Or as Matt would say, a sport lens. Right, because he's British. Yes. Um, <laughs> please check out... Uh, any of his books and by the way they just keep coming yes, he prolific. mentioned this is good this is good prolific yeah he mentioned and this was this interview was very recent he mentioned an upcoming book that book is out now uh played like your football heroes it's out already uh so there's always more uh more great books coming for your kids uh from matt oldfield and you can find links to his books on our Facebook page, Funny Parents, or on our website, funnyparentspodcast.com. As well, you can get tickets to our live performance on yes. October 17th at those places, too. Come on over to Facebook or to our website, Funny exactly. Parents Podcast, and buy your tickets now. And the you have to- tickets are free. You do need to make a reservation. reservation. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, drop by, and we can't wait to be back. We will be back next week with another storytelling episode. And uh, and if we get the chance to see you at the live show, boy, that would be a yes. dream come true. Take care. Bye.